What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Big Blue Offensive Podcast with Mike Trainer, Jay Jules, and John Depot. Hey, what's up, Giants fam? Welcome to our new podcast. A different name, still the same vibe. We're calling ourselves the Big Blue Offensive Podcast. We are the former host of the Giants Brawl Podcast. You all know us. I'm Mike Trainer at Mike Trainer MFT. You know Jules, Jules NYC1, and John NYG Slap Parade, uh, all of us on Twitter, man. But listen, go like and follow us on the new podcast Twitter page at BBO NYG Podcast. Guys, what's going on, man? What changed? Uh, not much, man, except for the fact that, uh, you know, we, we kind of uh, collaborated and decided to take matters into our own hand and create our own podcast. And I think it's uh, it's the way to go in nowadays and age, right? You know, like, get out there, get on your own, and uh, kind of get things going and keep it the way we had it. But you know what? Former hosts of Giants Brawl, and this is our stuff now. This is everything we do, completely unedited. Any sponsors we want to bring are going to be brought in because we decided to bring them in. Damn right. That's fucking right, guys. Um, big blue, the Big Blue Offensive Podcast, formerly of uh, the, the host of Giants Brawl. Uh, we're excited, man. Um, you know, all the listeners coming over from the Giants Brawl, I just want to say I you know, appreciate you guys kind of coming on. This is going to be our pilot episode. Uh, short, sweet, to the point, nothing too crazy. Get into some of the draft stuff, a little bit of extra stuff. But, you know, we felt like the best thing to do, um, just to kind of throw a little bit more into the podcast, Try to get some merchandise out there. Try to do some live events, uh, some you know, some some more on the YouTube end. And we just felt it was easier, it was a better move for the three of us to kind of start out on our own kind of brand. Um, so yeah, go on, go on Twitter, follow us there. We're gonna have a Giants group on Facebook, Giants page on Facebook. We'll be getting all the news to you, uh, opinions, uh, and all the laughs you could possibly hope for from a sports and podcast. You said it so, on YouTube. On YouTube is at BBO. NYG podcast as well so go like and subscribe you know do whatever you got to do to that button and follow us man we appreciate you guys like John said that's it so just to kind of get into we're planning on using next week as our grand opening episode and we're obviously going to be focusing in on the draft we'll be about a week away at that point in time and that's what all the focus is going to be on here it is all the talk you've heard from us for months and months and months regarding this Who's going to get picked when, what we're taking, before we got Kenny Galladay, all the greatness. Well, now we're here, right? We're literally about two weeks away at this point in time. 
And stay tuned for our grand opening episode that's going to primarily focus on that. But in the meantime, we'll kind of give you a preview of what to expect. Obviously, we're going to be diving into it. We're going to kind of do a little bit of a mock draft. We're going to have our different opinions. Some might be we agree upon, others we might disagree on. But we're going to kind of give you a little idea of what we're looking at at the pick at a number 11. So, Mike, you're on the clock. Mm-hmm. Giants pick is up. Number 11, who are you taking? Ding, ding, ding. Right, that little chart. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. No, no, I'm only kidding. Let's, let's yeah. keep it real. Let's, let's be serious. Um, Listen, I mean, if you listen to our previous podcast that we work for, we won't name the name again. <laughs> it'll be – uh. <laughs> It'll probably be Devontae Smith for me, man. I, I love the guy, man. Like, his his stats are just off the, the charts. I mean, 13 games, 117 receptions for over 1,800 yards and 23 touchdowns. I mean, the guy's electric. Sure. Soaking wet, he's probably like 170 pounds. I got him beat by like about 50 fucking pounds, you know? <laughs> I could probably just squash this dude like a bug if I could catch him. But I tell you, man, how are how are these guys like I understand he's like kind of like, you know, he's real skinny, but how are guys going to be able to catch him if he's just fucking flying over the fucking field, man? As long as he don't go over the middle and get cracked, like I'll be very happy with him to be another weapon for Daniel Jones. So everything that you said was true and nothing was exaggerated except the fact that you said 170 pounds. (laughs) <laughs> oh come on Dude. now give the guy a break man he's 170 soaking wet <laughs> listen not if he had three towels that were saturated on him listen, you know i'm saying he's soaking wet in uniform with the equipment on yeah with the <laughs> hanging up in. his helmet weighs no. about 15 20 listen man, for for me i feel like i trust dave gettleman i trust joe judge uh that they're going to make the right pick and i understand that we're not really privy to enough information to kind of make a real, real good decision on it. You don't know the medicals and all this other stuff. Um, If they take Devontae Smith, I'll be excited because that means that they really, really, really believe in the kid's talent. Me personally, I I don't know. I feel like he's just too small, man. I've always heard Bill Parcells talk about not getting anybody under 180 pounds for the NFL. This dude is a couple dozen pounds short of that. You can see it in his frame. You know, he's tall, skinny. He looks like, you know, a Scandinavian lingerie model, bro. Mm-hmm. Out there. If he just did some more squats, bro, he'd be modeling thongs, uh, fucking thong bathing suits in fucking New Zealand somewhere. Um, me personally, though, I think Rashawn Slater type. I don't particularly know if Rashawn Slater is the best guy. Um, I, I personally feel like from what people were saying last year before the last college football season, he was projected as a day two guy. He didn't play all of last season. Now, doesn't mean he didn't get better, didn't mean he get stronger and, you know, you know, training on the particular moves and stuff like that. And again, if the, you know, if the brass thinks that he's the best guy, great. I just think that the right guard position, if we can get the best guy in the country to play one of our guard positions, I think that helped our, helps our team the most. Um, that's my particular pick. If it's Rashawn Slater, great. If it's Vera Tucker, great. If it's Sewell, great. If it's Billy Balsack's great. If it's Sammy Scrotenberg, it's great. I don't care. Still an offensive lineman and not not take him in the second second round where you're getting the third or fourth or fifth best guy and hopefully he works out to be the best guy out of the group. No. Identify 
the alpha guard and get him at 11, trade back a couple spots if you need to, whatever. I don't care. Get the alpha guard in the best guard in the country at at uh, at pick 11. That's that's what I'm hoping for. If it's Rashawn Slater, great. Jules, what about you? The alpha omega guard? Is that what you're talking about right now? <laughs> I, I don't know about all that. Shots, shots, shots. Well, listen, here's the thing with that, right? I don't know particularly if there is a guard that is in that kind of a situation because that would be the ideal pick there at number 11. And that's the only sort of reason why I'm a little hesitant. The thing that brings a good light to Slater is the fact that he played tackle. He played guard. He could play center. He can can move around the entire utilize around the entire line. And he doesn't necessarily have to step in and right away be the replacement guard for our offensive line. He can kind of work his way in like other guys did last season and kind of build up to that point in time and see where he really fits. He'll also have training camp. You know, he he might even have some preseason. So it's not going to be in a certain sense that the same situation other guys were in like last season. You know, so, I, you know, I, I like Slater there. I wouldn't be pissed off if we took him out of 11, but I just don't know if that is the right guy for that pick. It's kind of how I feel about the guys on that D line. You know, anybody in the D line, there's no, there's no guys that are out there that are like Boza or, or, or Chase Young from last season, where there's just this surefire defensive lineman pass rush type guy. That's going to be, man, you, wow. He fell to 11. This is insane. You know, and I, that's where I kind of am a little hesitant with some of these offense and defensive linemen at 11. And if we did something that's obviously on Dave Gettleman like and traded back, then it would be ideal to go after one of those guys. But I just don't see that happening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As for Devontae Smith, you know I've been a big, huge fan of him. I talk about him all the time. I think he's the best wide receiver, arguably, in the draft. I know Chase is, you know, we can go back and forth with it, but, but it is what it is. And if the dude was 15 pounds heavier, you'd be talking about him taking in the top three. So, like, literally, like, that's the only sort of knock on him. You have all these personal trainers, nutrition, this, this, and that. If the kids got the skills, they could put him in the right kind of training mode and get him there. So, we'll see. But I also don't think he's going to be there at 11, Mike. I have to tell you that much. I just don't. I, I think, like, look, I think there's just too many people that have needs for wide receivers and playmakers that he might end up going before 11. But if he's there, it's going to be interesting. Look, you know what? I well, think a thinking? guy – you think of like Lions, you think in Miami, you think in Carolina, maybe as taking wide receivers and Demonte be gone with one of those teams. Absolutely. I mean, look, you have those three teams that are kind of in need. Now, look, obviously, Carolina is probably the least of the three when you mention those teams that that, were, that you had said. But like, I mean, look, the Lions to me, I've seen some weird like kind of projections. But if they don't take a fucking wide receiver, they're retarded. 
<laughs> they are absolutely fucking retarded, all right? Like, it's zero sense. Doesn't I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, right? Miami, I don't know if Pitts is going to be sitting there. So that, that's the wild card right there. You know, Pitts might go sooner. He might go later. You know, uh, you know, if, if that's the case, then Chase would fall down. You know, theoretically, if of course they're saying Cincinnati might not might might not reach for a wide receiver. I don't know. There's a lot of talk. Apparently, if we listen to all the experts, all three wide receivers, the tight end, and five quarterbacks are going in your first fucking nine picks. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, so, right. like, like there you go. And then the Cowboys will take a fucking quarter, and we got everything <laughs> else from there. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of leads me into my guy and Michael Parsons because look. Mika. <laughs> yeah, aka Mika, right? <laughs> um, if if he's there, it's for a reason, and it's because he fell he fell down because of these bad reports. Look, let's face it, in this day and age with all the technology out there and, and social media and all this kind of nonsense, if it was serious, and I'm talking really, really serious of this type of hazing and everything else that he's accused of doing to the point where he should have been arrested to right to that extent. Meanwhile, Humphreys is the one that pulled the knife on him for beating him up, but we were not even talking about that. Right. <laughs> that would be out there. You can't hide no more. Right. None of these dudes can hide no more. There's no more hiding. Like once you're, you're, you're a public figure, your shit is out there. Just fucking realize that. All right. Like that's all there is to it. Dude, and you don't imagine, it. imagine LT, the shit that, that we if we heard about him he would have slid from number two probably to like the third round <laughs> you oh know yeah Dude, so it's I mean, like it, don't it's you remember crazy. warren sap back in the day right Bro, yeah. warren was like a top five pick and he was smoking weed and it would drop to what like 15 to 16 to some shit like that when he got picked like some okay, ridiculous in this i don't <laughs> want i don't want passes to be that that's what i'm afraid of now look they're different wow. players Obviously, Sap's a Hall of Famer. I'm not even trying to compare the two, but the situation I see in this sense where he could fall down the ladder. And if he does, and he's sitting him at 11 and say Devontae Smith is gone, man, that's the type of impact player next to Martinez that could just literally take this defense to that next level because we don't have that second level defensive guys and bringing in a stud player that again, if there wasn't all this bullshit going on, he'd be in the mix with those quarterbacks and receivers and all that shit being taken in the first eight picks without a doubt. There wouldn't be no doubt about it. Probably even higher where teams might even trade up for. Him. I won't, I won't be mad at that. If they, if they take, uh, you know, Micah Parsons with that pick, because you know, in a defense, you need a little quote unquote edge to a guy you know you want to get you know speaking of the edge you know like i don't want the giants to trade back and get like one of these edge guys of like you know 15 to 19 or whatever the case may be we don't need extra picks we got a good team we got depth. i want a guy that's going to come in and make an impact right away whether that's like you know this wide receiver that i want whether it's later solidified on the right side of the offensive line or you know michael parsons where he could be just a, a beast i mean we just I mean, listen, I trust whatever the Giants do. Whoever they pick, I'm going to be happy, regardless. And I'm going to root for. And I'll probably buy the fucking jersey. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see what what about the hat? You know, everybody talks about the hat like crazy on Twitter with the charcoal fucking look like the, the charcoal bag hat. I was kind of feeling it after a while. So many people hated all that shit. And I was like, you know what? That hat ain't that bad, bro. And I even like they got the trucker style, which I love wearing. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> next, next fucking uh, you know NFL draft. Maybe we show up in the hat of some charcoal. Fucking, we'll hand out charcoal fucking pieces to fucking people or some shit, man. Well, listen, yeah, for real, <laughs> like, like I'm definitely getting that Keystone shit for a fucking for when we do the podcast out for the opening day. Fucking hat's dope. <laughs> you know, for real. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, listen, I gotta say, yep. I can't fucking wait to draft. The draft season's over. You're <laughs> sick of the mock drafts, right? Everybody's mock draft that you gotta read. I'm sick of like people thinking they know like with with no possible fucking wa- with unwavering confidence that you know they know this guy is going to be the best guy of all time. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. Like nobody. We all have to do is look back 12 months, 24 months, 36 months ago, and look what they said pre-draft. There's always 50, 60 guys that aren't going to make it out of the first round. And then even of those guys who do make it in the first rounds, half of them end up being busts. So I just hate being lied to to that degree. About, or, <laughs> or just people pretending like, you know, there's some type of like crazy wild expert. So, I mean, it's a, I get it. It's fun. You know, you, you kind of dream about what, you know, what could be. But I got to be honest with you. I just fucking hate draft season. It's the worst of the 12 months of the calendar. I'd rather, I'd rather that, that time in between – the like OTAs and minicamp that like 12 months, that 12, um, excuse me, uh, four, four weeks or so where there's nothing. I rather that than fucking a stupid bullshit over Twitter and Facebook and ESPN. John, it doesn't end at draft night because the next night, the day after draft, everybody's great in the drafts on every fucking team. And then you got to, we got to go to that fucking Oh, he gets a D. Mel Kuyper's telling the Giants, oh, they got a D. Like, fuck you, Mel Kuyper. Right. Like, you know, oh, shit, <laughs> you know? So, like, yeah, we're going to have to deal with that for the next months afterwards. Well, listen, like I said, I think there is a lot of that whole trust issue is what we mentioned before. And one thing that you have to trust is believe in Joe Judge. And him going down to Penn State, he went down there for a reason. So I have to believe that if Parsons is sitting at 11 and we don't take him, I have to believe that Judge saw something that we did. And that would yeah. be, to me, the only way that we don't get him if he's sitting there at 11, unless – Maybe a guy like Smith is there and they just saw the playmaking ability in him and the way that he fits in with a big body and Galladay already on the outside is going to make this offense even more dynamic. But I'm not quite sure about that because there's going to be a hell of a lot more people in that second round as far as the wide receivers are concerned. Well, what about Waddle if he's there at 11? That's a great question, Mike. I don't know, man. You, you know how I feel about that. I said this in previous episodes where I said, look, man, you know, do you want to just line up the same guys and play like street football and just tell them to run out deep and like throw the ball up in the air and hope that one of these guys beat the defender? Because we have that. I, you know, like Ross can bring that effect. You know, Slade Slay is supposed to be that guy. I just think it's it's just it's too much for me. I don't know. I Waddle, ah, uh, honestly, if that is the pig at eleven, I might have to get up and walk around for a little while, go outside, <laughs> go for a long walk in fucking Brooklyn. I, I tell you, I like I like Waddle. I think he's a playmaker, but. The only thing that concerns me is is his injuries, man. Like that's definitely. definitely a red flag, man. To go all the way up to number eleven, I figured he would drop because of the injuries. I mean, last year he played in six games. He only had twenty eight receptions for about like less than six hundred yards, four touchdowns. But that's a small sample size. So if you like just say like you double it, all right, that's only eight touchdowns. You know, twelve hundred yards, still way less than the Devonte. You know, but 
then again, that, they're on the same team, so it's only one football, so you really can't judge that either. So absolutely, no. I was gonna say, I was just gonna add to that, Mike. If you don't mind, like, yo, that's what I don't get either. If you look at two years ago when you had Judy and Rugs there, Devonta Smith had better numbers still. He was fucking right there with them. Like it made no sense. And he went, they, they were saying like, oh, when he was the feature guy, look what he did. Yeah, no shit. Look what he did when he was the feature guy. When he was the number three guy, he still put up better numbers than Waddle. I don't get it. Are we just looking at blazing speed? Because we can go to a list of receivers that had plenty of speed just like that. We're like, oh, playmakers in college and did absolutely shit in the NFL because they were just beating guys that weren't that good or at that level that the NFL is going to bring. So that's my concern with Waddle. But. Guys, this is what we're talking about, man. This is part of the preview of what we're going to bring because next week's episode is going to be in-depth with this shit. We're going to probably even go like two, three rounds in because there's a lot of different scenarios that play out. You guys know I've been doing those mock drafts, man. I sent them shits to you on Twitter. I'll start putting them out there so you guys can see my simulated mock drafts. I went all six rounds. And listen, once you make that pick at 11, the way the next pick and the pick after that go, man, everything fucking changes. I don't know if John's going to look at those mantras. Probably not. It's not going to burn those fucking things. To be I'm, sure feeling. I'm going to be sick next week. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I, might, I might take a quick peek at it, but like after that, I just yeah. like, my, my eyes go fucking numb. <laughs> I can't I can't read any more mocks. I don't know. I, I, I do get a little stupid with it. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the fantasy sports that I can sit there and I do a bunch of those mock drafts. And I'm like, oh, this is for real, though. This is the Giants. Like, they're fucking actually calling me up and asking for my advice. But, <laughs> Bro, there's like 17 to 20 people who run their fucking mock. Actually, but now that I think about it, now that I said it, it's probably more than a, more like a few dozen guys who run and have like three, four, five fucking mock drafts. Each time they do a little bit different. And by the time they get through four and five different drafts or mocks, excuse me, um, it, you know, they've covered all bases, all of them. So it's like all it is is one guy saying one thing and then the next guy saying the same thing he said last week, this week. It's, it's, you cover really, all your bases. That's what you're doing. So you're going you're gonna to post like after the draft when you have like one of the 25 mock drafts you did correctly, you're going to post that one and say, hey, you see? I did it. I did it, guys. You know? Oh, I called that. I called it. I called it. It was back right. in fucking November, but I called it. <laughs> I called it. Fuck it. <laughs> well, that's why we're that's why we're staying strong, right? I've been saying Parsons mainly, but you know, Devonta Smith was also one of my guys. So I have to kind of like agree with Mike there. Slater's a new kind of wild card. I won't even take much credit for that. But Parsons or Smith, man, whew, all day with me. Yeah, I'm 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 pro offensive line. I feel like I'm 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 so I'm satisfied and honestly just tremendously excited by the weapons that we have. You know, I think the combination of getting Saquon back healthy with Galladay being on the team, Slayton facing different coverages now he's facing wide receiver twos, Shepard going back to his more natural position in the slot. You have Kyle Rudolph for the red zone in between the twenties um, and maybe even the red zone, but maybe even in between, just in between the twenties at least for one year. Evan Ingram's your third, fourth, fifth option. Hopefully he doesn't feel the same pressure. And, you know, he can actually go back to his 2019, 2018 form where he had very, very few um, drop passes, very few situations where he hurt the team to that degree, uh, to the degree he did in 2020. I, I don't – I mean, it's nice. It's cool to get a new shiny toy, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just I, – I just, we just watched Eli – for six or seven years, just get battered. The career just beaten out of him. 
now to the point where people are questioning his Hall of Fame candidacy. It's ridiculous. If Eli Manning would have retired in 2014, 2015, there would have been no question he was a lock Hall of Famer. He already was one of uh, up there, top 15, top 20 in most statistical categories. And he had two of the most magical playoff runs in sports history. Because we didn't focus on offensive line, now he's being questioned as if he even belongs in the Hall of Fame at all. So I, I, we just watched Dallas for five, six years have a dominant yeah. offensive line. We saw that, that offensive line make Zeke and Dak look like fucking, you know, top tier talent when they probably shouldn't be. And now they've been paid for, paid, paid like it. We saw the Eagles make Carson Wentz a literal MVP can, candidate with a good offensive line. And all they do, first round pick, first round pick, second round pick, first round pick. You know what? Round pick. There you go, though. That's what I mean. Like, I don't necessarily think these are going to be people are going to be surprised. There's going to be a lot of talent in the second round this year. There's going to be a lot of fucking talent. And a lot of that has to do with the whole COVID shit from last season because a lot of these guys took off. So there's going to be people reaching for all the guys that played last season versus guys that took a year off. And the whole first round is going to get kind of jumbled around where there's going to be people that are going to be fucking popping up in round two. Then you're going to be like, holy shit, how did this guy end up here? That's what I can see. Jules, Jules, you're 100% right. The second round is loaded. It's going to be loaded with a lot of offensive linemen. So like, I know people are like, oh, we're going to get another offensive lineman that's going to have to learn for a fucking couple of years. But, I mean, Andrew Thomas, you know, he's kind of was still learning as a number one draft pick. But, right. like, in the second round, dude, that's all I'm saying. That's that's my dream to get, like, a center, a legit center. I know Gates Why? played well for us. But move yeah. move Gates, solidify that whole lot left side of the line. And then you have Hernandez and Shane Lemieux fight for that right guard. And then you have Matty P at the end with, with, with Nate, like, you know, could – come in like if somebody's hurt dude i think that we use a lot of draft capital last year on offensive linemen man i i want danny jones to get another weapon but i get it like the offensive lineman you want you want danny jones to be protected for life i mean i do too but man i think we could get a guy in the second round all i'm saying is if we do end up taking an old lineman at 11 he better not get fucking sacked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like obviously he will, but I'm saying like, that shit better be like a fucking steel wall or something where like, yo, this dude got sacked like 10 times for the whole season. Like it better be some crazy, ridiculous thing like that. And I just don't know if that guy is there this year at 11. And that's my hesitance and my hesitance with that. See, that's the thing, man. You're telling me not in the entire country, there's not one guard worthy of being drafted high in the draft. I just feel like that's just, that's just an impossibility. It's not, not that. Saying- it's just that there's so much other talent available in those earlier parts of the draft that yeah. a guy like that is going to be put on the back burner. Even though there's that importance, importance of having that type of offensive lineman there, guys need other positions. There's veterans that can fill in. We have guys that we have signed that are going to be just as good, if not you know, maybe the same caliber. This guy's just a little bit better as a rookie. So, like, instead, you could then get a value player that's actually going to come in and make an impact. And then later on in round two, possibly even round three, get, like, a like a little bit lower of a caliber player that might need, like, a little bit more time to develop, but is going to be able to fill in that hole perfectly while you have these studs on the outside. I don't know. I tell you, like, it just, like John, like, normal, like, I, I kind of, like, I'm, I lean on your side, like, a little bit with drafting that guy. Like, but say the Giants, if, if the Giants, like, went after, like, like Trey Turner to, to play guard, right? If they signed him in the offseason, then I'm like, there's no way in hell they're going offensive lineman at number 11. It's just, it's just not happening. They'll get a guy later on, and then they'll, they'll you know, groom him for, like, you know, in a couple of years. But they didn't do exactly. that, at least not yet. I mean, there's still time for them to go out and get Trey Turner. If they do that, then, you know, 
offensive lineman right off the board at number 11. But right now, it, it could be. It could be that guy. Maybe it is Slater. Maybe he slips. I don't know. I just don't know. I, I just don't know. I, I just, I'm just of the, of the opinion that we don't have a ton of holes on this team. And one of the only holes that we actually have is at the guard position. And I think, I think they made their intentions known last year, which way they were going based on their free agency moves, uh, signing a middle linebacker, signing a cornerback. They made it, they made it pretty obvious that their pick at number four was going to be, a, was going to be a tackle. And that's exactly what they ended up doing. And I think it's the same thing is true for this year. That's the one position that they really didn't address that they needed to. So that just tells me that they are laser focused in on that. Um, I don't, I don't know where you're going to get this, you know, what guy you're going to get. That's really going to get a ton of, a ton of time. Even if you drive, you draft Micah Parsons, right. That's, that's awesome. But he's obviously going to need to adjust to the NFL. Right. And He's not gonna. He's not gonna take over from Blake Martinez, so he's only gonna be used in certain situations, right? You're gonna run crazy heavy sets with your safeties. Oh, that's not. No, he's when he's both effective. Right? He's taking over that other. He's like he can go inside, he can go outside. He doesn't necessarily have to play middle linebacker. Like they're gonna, they, he can play like different sets. You can put him to the weak side. You can put him to the strong side. Like you don't necessarily have to bring in that extra element, especially on on, on the first and second down. He might be better on the weak side. It might be. Right, but if you're if you're gonna have three safeties on the field most of the time, I don't know. I just don't see him as, as he's gonna be a player that until Blake's gone, that he's gonna be playing, you know, three, you know, three downs every single every single drive. I just I don't I don't I just don't see it. Where I will remain to be seen there, dude. Because yeah, I absolutely think he would. I mean, listen, at the very least, he'll be on the field for the first two downs. They're not gonna want a safety in there like you're playing against a Derrick Henry, let's say, and you want three safeties in there. Come on, yeah, but how for fucking four hundred yards on us? Like, you know, I don't give a shit how good these safeties are. Yeah, but Derrick Henry's like, you know, how many Derrick Henrys are there in the NFL? Listen, it's Ezekiel Elliott. We got to play twice, right? So you're gonna have to pay attention to that kind of a style of a running back, right? Yeah. Listen, Miles Sanders when he gets healthy and that day, like he he might not be Derrick Henry, but he's an elusive running back, right? You know, Antonio Gibson brought a whole different element yeah, to that game. Yeah. You know, those are guys we got to play six yeah. times this year. I don't give a fuck who yeah. we're playing, right? You know what I mean, like. Yeah, you know, so that's something to keep in mind. Man. Yeah. You can't just yeah, here, yeah. pass it downs on occasional nickelback blitzes, a second and long. Sure, you're bringing all this shit to bring a different blitz package. Absolutely. But you got a stud linebacker that can learn from Martinez. Who cares if it takes him two to three years to become that stud linebacker? That's what we fucking want. And then you can build around him. You know, that's why I'm sort of on the page with him. Because again, look, keep in mind, if this dude didn't have that baggage, he's a top five pick. That's what they're projecting this dude to be. You guys got to remember the talent that's there. And again, I am also going to go on record by saying that if he's sitting there at 11 and we do pass on him, that he must have shown a, a sign to us that we are unaware of to say Joe Judge or something like that. And that's why they passed on him. But I, I, I think he's passed that. He's doing everything he can to clean up his character. I just honestly believe, just like I said about Devonta, that he's not going to be there at 11. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going out there. Like, yo, know, if five quarterbacks and three receivers and a tight end could go in the top nine picks, those two guys could go too. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to have next week the whole mock draft to do. So that's right. You better get ready, John, because I know you don't like that mock shit, but we're doing that next week for our grand opening episode. All right. <laughs> 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 
This is us signing off the former hosts of Giants Brawl, starting our own podcast, The Big Blue Offensive. All right. You can find this on Twitter. You're going to find us on Facebook. You're going to find us on YouTube. You're going to find us everywhere, right? Because we're going to now take all the time and effort that we put into Giant Brawl and put it all into this, but only 100 times harder. All right. So stay tuned. Start looking at your social media because this is going to be blowing up everywhere. Talk to you soon. At BBONYG Podcast. Facebook.